0: Sorry, what? Oh, uh, what are you up to? I'm doing interviews with people on the campus. It's called Street Epistemology. It's where, well, there's def- different versions of it, I suppose. I'm doing a version where I set a timer. I ask somebody to share a view that they think is true. Oh,
1: you are Are you a philosophy major?
0: No. Nah. This was born out of philosophy, though. It's, it's loosely based on the Socratic method. So we take a claim that a person thinks is true, like they're sure that gender is a social construct or that Donald Trump is the best president ever or that uh, if I wear this lucky rabbit's foot around my neck, it will help me avoid car accidents. Something like that. Mm-hmm. We take a claim and then I ask questions to explore with you how you can be so sure. What are your reasons? Are they good reasons? Mm-hmm. And are, is, your, is your certainty justified? And it's usually a fun exercise where we can actually look at, look at something. Oh,
1: cool. mm-hmm. so- Cheers, man.
0: I've thought about chairs, but you know what happens is uh, I tend to lose some of the body language. Oh, you do? It's it's interesting how people tend to move, and when you sit down, I think you lose a little bit of that. Mm. Plus, also, I don't want to keep people for very long, and I don't want to have... I'm not looking for 30-minute talks. I'm looking for five-minute chats. Five minutes. And I think if you have someone to sit down, maybe you can become a little lengthy. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Would either you be interested in doing an interview?
1: I'm not a big interviewer person, but I do like the idea of it, and I think it's cool that you're doing that. Thank you. Keep doing that.
0: I appreciate it. Another option is, if you're interested, you can be my assistant in asking the questions of your friend. How long are you going to be out here? Probably for another hour. Mm. Have you seen me out here before? I have. Mm -hmm. Have I talked to any of your friends?
1: I don't think so. Not that
0: I know of. Have you noticed anyone walking around with these puzzle pieces? I usually give a piece away when I'm done. Oh, I've given away hundreds so. of these <laughs> there's probably a fairly good chance you've seen somebody with one of them yeah. unless they're in their backpack or something but. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but anyways we take we take a claim like maybe you think that there's a higher power or that karma is real or a superstition mm-hmm. and I like to respectfully challenge how you could be so sure that it's true have you take another look at your, your confidence and see if it's justified I love that
1: man. Mm. it's cool take a respectful a respectful conversation up I know what it is it people think about
0: it's not an argumentative debate yeah. it's a respectful loving human discussion for the most part yeah I love and, and it's it's so rare to see these days mm-hmm. So which is why I would like to record it too so we can show people how to do it mm-hmm. and maybe they will mimic it God. so when they go home for the holidays with their parents they, have, they could actually have a productive discussion and not a mm. not a battle yeah not a yelling match or whatever mm-hmm. not a yelling match mm-hmm. yeah but anyways I'm trying to. Right now we're heading out to rest,
1: though. I think I might be able to catch you. Take one of my carts.
0: Yeah, I so I got a pinky, so what if I can grab <laughs> Search for street thank epistemology. You. My name is Anthony on YouTube, and there, there are other video examples where many of them are recorded right here, where we get into all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'll check out. I appreciate LinkedIn. you stopping thank and asking you. about what I'm doing. Yeah, What's your name? Marcos. I'm Anthony. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Ah, you're I was good. Like, you're you good. Okay. Your hands are full. Thank you. We'll see you around. Thank you. I know. I know. That's that's the dilemma that I find myself facing too. I I don't know what the protocol is or should be. In fact somebody just messaged me on they left a comment on my Maritza one of my Maritza videos asking if we had a third chat, and we haven't. But I did find her on social media. She's friends of a friend. So I was thinking, hmm, what's what's the etiquette? What's allowed here? Should I reach out to this young college girl on social media to ask her if she's available for a third interview do I just wait for it to happen I uh, if I never had that third interview I, I think I would be plagued by it for the rest of my life <laughs> particularly I mean, and there's other conversations you know where I, I, I really want to have more talks with these same people but I I just can't bring myself to reach out to to message her I mean, she's got two of my cards. She's probably familiar with the videos, I think. I mean, I'm accessible. If she wanted to meet with me again, then I think she can reach out to me or she can see if I'm still active on YouTube, for example. Yeah. Mhm, mhm. I was thinking about asking our mutual friend to message her. You know, and hello. How are you? somebody's sitting off to the side here, kind of smiling at me. What's going on? It's walking my way. You doing all right? Yeah, are you in the call right Oh no, I'm just t- I'm chatting to people who are listening in on a Discord server
1: you on the Discord server connected
0: right now. Yeah, there's about 30 people from around the world listening in to see, Like they want to see the engagements that, or not see, they want to listen in mm-hmm. on the conversations that I have. I ask probing yet respectful questions of people's views mm-hmm. to encourage them to take another look at their reasons on how they got to their conclusion. Yeah. I
1: met you before. What's it that? I met you before, actually. We met before?
0: Yeah. How uh, long ago?
1: It was probably two weeks ago, maybe more.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry I don't remember we, I didn't
1: talk to you actually. I just um I mean I met you and I spoke shortly with you but I didn't actually like get to talk a uh, topic with you.
0: Oh okay hmm. I
1: met you I met with my friend I met you with my friend and we were off in a hurry but hmm oh we were interested in
0: You were with a female
1: is yeah. that right? A short
0: one. okay. Okay, that's interesting. Did I tell you what I was doing, and are you now interested in participating? Do I have to rehash what I'm doing, or I don't mind doing it if I need
1: I, to. I know what you're going to do. I watched the video. I Good. Uh, I just, I don't know. I have I have something in my mind. I had two interesting topics.
0: Hmm. Are you okay if I record this before we get into it?
1: Yeah, I'm just... um.
0: What's your first name again?
1: Marcos. You can record me. It's all good.
0: Marcos marcos okay marcos and uh i'm kind of curious which video of mine did you watch and did you watch the whole thing um i watched the whole
1: thing for two videos i watched um a whole video about um a woman i don't remember her name but she 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 came to you talking about um, how she's sure that she believed in God and then that mm. you tested her on how whether or not she should believe it mm. based on her affirmations based on her.
0: Was this on the trail with an older woman? Yes, mm mm-hmm. I remember that one. Yeah and then another I love that talk.
1: Another student I believe who was also female and you were asking her about her understanding of gender.
0: Okay. And whether it was it a white picture. woman or a, a lightly complexed black woman?
1: I think she was um, black colored,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not very dark, but she's, she was colored definitely.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. A lot of most of the people who I interview had they are not familiar with my work, so I'm always interested in how this interview might go when I meet somebody that has watched a few of my videos. So, as you probably noticed from watching those two, the topic can vary. It doesn't always have to be about gender or God but it is helpful if we pick something that you think is true that I can explore with you by asking questions. Do you have a particular topic in mind? Is there something that you'd like to explore with me? Mm. And how much time do you have
1: also? I have plenty of time. Okay. So, I do have two ideas Mm. and I know that whatever I present today, whatever I present today will basically be put to flame and tested.
0: Put to flame.
1: As in, like you're an idea furnace. That's what I imagined you to be. In a way.
0: An idea furnace.
1: Yes. Ooh. So you hmm. you test you, you <laughs> heat proof in a way, like you test it whether whether it stands up to its stands up to its own merit at least in the view of the person holding
0: it. Yeah. And are you willing to have your belief claim respectfully put to the flame?
1: Yeah. Okay. I... Yeah, I have one I have one that I don't believe in that I'd be interested in putting it because I know a lot of people believe in. But I have one that I do believe in and I want to put it forward.
0: There is one claim that you'd like to explore and then there's some there's at least one other claim that you don't want to.
1: Uh, one claim that would be difficult and then one one claim Mm. that'd be difficult for me. Hmm. and then one claim that I would put forward as, uh, yeah, as exploratory.
0: Okay. Before we get to the exploratory one, you you have me intrigued now. I'm really wondering which is the one belief that you think would be difficult for you to explore with me? Not that we're going to do it but are you comfortable revealing what that is?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. That mm, it's, it'll be moderately difficult but I definitely stick to it very often. It's that God is both good and evil, and I'm assuming God is real, right? Um, okay. With that assumption, I assume that if there is a God, God is both good and evil.
0: Okay. That's the one that's off-limits, at least for today. You don't want to explore be the nature of God being good or evil. That's that's an off-limit topic for you?
1: No, it's on-limit. We can do that. Oh, I'm I... Th- ju- i just saying, it might be a little... Mm. I might be a little attached to it. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. the one I'm more attached to compared to.
0: Mm-hmm. I do think it's easier for people, including myself, to explore beliefs that we're not entirely attached to because the cost is not as high.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yes, when, when, we, uh, when we're testing beliefs that are important to us, I think it could be more difficult to objectively look at them. I think it's really good that you're acknowledging that, that that's a possibility. But what was the claim that you wanted to explore that you weren't necessarily so attached to, I guess? Or what was the other topic that you maybe think might be a safer one for you?
1: The other topic is that uh, the earth is round.
0: The earth is round.
1: Mm. I want to put that one to the flame. I want to see just Mm. how well I can defend that.
0: Okay. Do you think the earth is flat? I'm considering it. You're considering it? Yeah. Okay. It might be more interesting for me to approach it from the point of view of exploring how sure you are that the Earth is flat, and what is moving you up in your confidence that that's true, and maybe obliquely getting to other explanations, like it being round, or is it an oblong spheroid? Is that sort of the the official?
1: I think that's. I think you're on to the right (laughs) wording.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this. All right. Is your view that the earth could be flat in any way dependent on your God belief that you mentioned earlier? That might be the one that's off limits for us.
1: I think that it's not dependent on uh, I, Well, I'd say there are beliefs that connect um, The beliefs in God and structure of the universe and structure of the, of the world hmm. But I don't have one that connects them. I don't consider them that Person, that connected, so I won't feel mm. threatened if one is correct and the other one's
0: false, mm-hmm. or,
1: or vice versa.
0: I do see another potential option here. There, there's three options: we can touch the topic that you said you don't want to touch. Mm-hmm. We can touch this other topic of the Earth being flat or an oblong spheroid, mm-hmm. and there's a third option that we can possibly—and there's probably more. Let me throw this out there as a potential. Another thing that we can talk about is why you may not necessarily want to touch the larger one with me and you want to go for this other one do you want to have a meta discussion about why you might be more apt to talk about the flat earth round earth thing as opposed to the god thing
1: yeah I think I think that would be very interesting, I, I wouldn't mind doing that one.
0: okay, what is preventing you from discussing the god thing with me today, not that we're going to I'm interested in what's what's holding you back from doing so
1: um I feel like I, a lot of my personal experience is probably tied into, um, well, part of it is that I do feel that I I have um, uh, an intimate connection with this idea more than the others. Mm -hmm. And I know that I hold an idea which may not be very popular.
0: Setting aside the popularity of it, are you holding a belief that you think is true?
1: I'm holding a belief that I think is, I think it's true in in a very abstract way. And this whole thing is abstract, but I think it's Hmm. pretty true.
0: When it comes to the Earth being flat or a spherical, an oblong spheroid, do you make the same... mm, Do you raise the same potential issues with the truth of it? Would, Would you agree that the Earth is either flat or not flat? The Earth is either an oblong spheroid or it's not an oblong spheroid?
1: I would say that... I can't I can't really hold on to either of those because I don't feel as connected to either as mm. the other ideas.
0: You've mentioned that this is an intimate belief about thinking God is real and his nature. And then you've talked about this connection. Could the intimacy and the connection that the belief in God gives you be preventing you from honestly exploring your reasons for thinking that it's true?
1: Yeah, I think it definitely gets in the way Um, when it comes to my ego, the way I see myself and why I identify, it warns me of anything that I identify with, if it is being challenged and if I feel challenged, if my ego feels challenged with the things I identify, then I won't want to step forward. I may raise an emotional uh, reaction to things that I hold closer to
0: sure yeah yeah I think it's clear that you recognize the downsides that you could experience if we explored a belief that you have an intimate connection with like the God existing and that's different than something else like the, the, the nature of earth whether it's flat or an oblong spheroid is that right yeah okay all right where do you want to go with this talk? I want to go where you take me. There are directions that I would be interested in going, but I don't want to go in a direction that you're not comfortable doing. And if you've watched my videos, you probably noticed that.
1: Yeah, I do. And I, I really like your, the way you process that, that you respectfully go where the person you're interviewing goes.
0: It doesn't do any of us any good if I force you into a direction that you don't want to go or you're not ready to go. Can we talk about what it would take for you to be ready to talk about the God belief? Yeah. Okay. What would it take? What what would need to happen in order for you to equate exploring your God belief in the same way that we might explore the claim that the earth is flat or something else?
1: Hmm. Uh, I would say um, the first step would be approaching approaching this idea, this belief. No, sorry, the first step is definitely identifying it, identifying it as a belief and understanding that it can be, that depending on where a person is, they might not even notice that they have a belief, they have an assumption about the world, and Hmm. so... The
0: first First step would be recognizing, I have a belief here Mm -hmm. that is intimate to me, and it might be something that I'm not entirely comfortable or ready to explore or have that guy ask me questions about at the very least, right?
1: Yeah, you kind of need to define it. And maybe the great thing about, you know, having diversity is that with the diversity, you can meet someone who has an opposite view of yours and bring to light a view that you didn't even, that you didn't even recognize, mm-hmm. a you didn't even recognize, mm-hmm. because someone actually brought to your attention that it could be a different way
0: okay so in order to I want to reset the direction that I think we're going and that is to see what would allow you to be more open to the idea of exploring your belief and the first thing you gave was well we need to identify what the belief is that I might be reluctant to explore
1: exactly.
0: what's the second step for you what would it be
1: yeah we got second step number two is facing I guess Recognizing how one feels when, recognizing if you feel negatively towards the idea that your belief is false. So once you've recognized that you have a belief, Mm -hmm. you have to recognize if you have negative reaction, negative emotional reaction to the idea that your belief might be false.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. very good. You you seem to be going about this very methodically and in a well-thought-out way, and I think that that's really good. I'd encourage you to keep doing it that way. Okay, yeah, so the second one would be recognizing that I might not be too happy about discovering that I don't have good reasons for thinking that this is true. It could be upsetting. There could be some problems with that discovery for me.
1: I want to mention that when I was learning or hearing about flat earthers, when I was learning or hearing about people who believe that the earth... Is not a globe. I, I definitely went through this process where I realized that there are people. One, there's, there's a significant group of people that that wish to recognize the Earth as flat, and so that helps me. Um, I just want to make sure
0: you get in this shot here.
1: Acknowledge um, uh, that I have a belief about the Earth. Yeah. And whether or not it be true. I have to, in order to truly verify it, I ought to increase my ability to verify for myself, I have to, to notice for myself.
0: Can you summarize that again? Because there was a little commotion and I was moving the camera around. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that.
1: It's all good. So, so, yeah. When I was learning about Flat Earth and I wanted to uh, identify, and I identified that what I had was a belief about the Earth, I realized that I didn't have I I didn't have put enough rigor into my belief. I did not put myself to the test emotionally about how much I trust the idea that the earth is round, because that Hmm. was my first belief, that the earth was round.
0: Okay. How does this relate to your third step of recognizing what it might take for you to be more open for us to explore why you think your God is real?
1: Sorry, can you repeat that question?
0: Yeah. It seemed like you were outlining your third step for how you would go about opening yourself up to exploring a belief that gives you all these benefits and it might be tough to acknowledge that you don't have a good reason for thinking that it's true. Help me understand this third step a little bit. You were explaining it in the context of Earth being flat, but how does it relate to us considering exploring other claims that you have that you might be more tied to? yeah so dependent if, on maybe even
1: so in other words a, a third step so we said the second step was analyzing whether or not you have an emotional reaction and if you yeah. have one then the third step might be you'll realize might be more critical for you is to neutralize to view view your belief so no sorry actually it's not your belief view the opposing belief the the negation of your belief uh that as neutral as possible to face it and oh. recognize it that it could be neutral.
0: Okay, so the third step might be in the situation of the earth being flat or an oblong spheroid, yes. Would be having a dialogue with yourself maybe and saying, regardless of what the earth really is, I shouldn't be too tied to it, to the point where it might prevent me from accepting the truth of the situation? Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying, or...?
1: Um, What I'm saying is that after recognizing uh, a negative reaction, Mm -hmm. to follow up with encouraging yourself to view the negation of your belief
0: as neutral. and. Oh, so identifying bias maybe. Yeah, bias. Is that a better way of yeah, phrasing it?
1: Definitely.
0: Okay. So the third step would be identifying any bias that might be preventing you from honestly exploring whether it's true or not.
1: Yeah. Maybe. And, and neutralizing it in a way. Neutralizing our biases.
0: biases. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's brilliant.
1: And when it when it comes to that, um, I don't know if I have a great way of doing it, but I'd say that I just think about it over and over and I tell myself to relax. I know that a lot Hmm. of stress, I feel that a lot of stress is a very physiological uh, mechanism and that if you're able to train yourself to relax on your own command, then when you face an idea that makes you stress, you can tell yourself to relax and you'll, you can then train yourself psychologically to be to face to to react neutrally towards that idea Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or maybe even if you do it too much you might end up relaxing more to the idea than you are neutral
0: this almost sounds to me like it's a fourth one that the third one is identifying bias Mm -hmm. and then maybe the fourth one is see i'm trying to work with you to build this out together yeah and maybe it is part of your third but it almost sounds like a fourth one could be the recognition that identifying that I don't have good reasons for it and I might have a bias to temper could result in some stress. It could actually result in some anxiety, and that might be the fourth thing to at least acknowledge as a possibility that could get in the way of us honestly exploring whether the claim itself is true.
1: Yes. Yeah. I could imagine. I could imagine um, scientists say one. Uh, a pseudo-scientific researcher trying to prove the, the belief that races exist uh, genetically. And uh, we now know that there's much more variation within races and between them, uh, 85%. And so what a researcher might do who was trying to prove the opposite, that there's more variation between, there's different, greater differences between races and then within the okay. genetic, by the way, uh, what they'll do, uh, i got to run in circles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Before we go off on, on a tangent, and maybe it's not a tangent, yeah, maybe you're it helping to explain. Is it a tangent? Okay. Well, it's
1: like, I'm trying to use it to explain. It's an example.
0: Would it be an example that would help us better uncover the obstacles that might get in the way of exploring beliefs that we have an intimate connection with? it does okay so proceed sir
1: until, yeah, I'm so yeah I'm trying to hit on the angle of you know trying to neutralize the idea and um, recognizing stress mm-hmm. so mm. I recognize that if this person were born here today and trying to prove their point and not try to neutralize their bias they may be very well stressed out by the idea that they are surrounded by opposing views especially here on this campus I would hope that a lot of people let go of their racist tendencies and so being here on a campus where uh, their view is not celebrated or accepted nearly as much as they would like may spur them on to write more and live more in strive of the emotional like to, to try to release emotional tension that they have towards the fact that their idea isn't that their idea is Put under isn't being respected as a link. Could
0: then. you come a little this way because you might be obscured by that pole? This guy um, right here.
1: Yeah.
0: See, I'm saying I want to make sure I got you in that shot. Yeah. Okay. Can you boil it down to a to a simple sentence what you're saying? Yes. Um, I might be able to take a stab at it. Mm-hmm.
1: If I boil it down. Um, And I do take a while to think, excuse (laughs) me.
0: There's absolutely no rush for me.
1: having, uh, Having, having to live with a belief that constantly, having to live with a belief that you identify with and have to constantly face the fact that, face the idea that it might not be true, Without being able to let it go,
0: mm-hmm.
1: can increase your stress and your anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm. I believe that was the fourth one. It sounded. This is what I was thinking that you were saying with the fifth one, that.
1: not I don't even know what, what fifth one you're thinking about.
0: Look uh, it's Well, it's, when you were talking, if you would ask me, Anthony, what do you think I'm saying? I, I would have said something like, "It sounds like you're saying that." I have to consider the social implications possibly of somebody overhearing that i i've decided that i'm going to explore this and i may discover that i don't have good reasons for it there might be cultural pushback maybe yeah but if that's not what you're saying um we don't have to go that way i
1: didn't consider it but that would definitely also factor into stress in that mm-hmm. if others are Mm. Um, keying into challenging an idea that you hold true and uh, it's a celebrated practice using like academics to always remember to to look at the ideas that didn't get accepted that were put behind mm. after enough investigation went through and were invalidated you know we we tend to want to like re-practice, retrace the steps of those people who invalidated an idea that was seen to be true but is now seen to be false okay and so hmm. having, having a group of, having, um, I guess, a culture around you that, or, or noticing a culture around you that does not want to follow, or rather would rather criticize what it is that you believe in, would definitely increase your, your stress towards um, having your belief identified, hmm. challenged, and uh, et
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that does make sense I think have you considered um, so that does seem like it's related to the stress anxiety that those could manifest from holding a possibly unpopular opinion maybe amongst your peers or something okay so is another step possibly well do you have any others in mind because I can think of another one that might prevent me from analyzing one of my beliefs that I hold dear can I surface mine and
1: yeah okay
0: I think sometimes people might be reluctant to examine a deeply held belief if they can't envision what they would use to replace it with. Mm-hmm. So it might be tough. It might be tougher for me to consider that the Earth isn't flat mm-hmm. if I wasn't aware of other options available to accept. It might actually be easier to accept another uh, another explanation than saying I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't have a good reason for thinking that, so I'm going to be agnostic on it or something. I'm thinking that maybe that's another thing, that you might need to have another landing point to consider before you open yourself up to exploring these big ones. Would that be a fair one to add to the list, or what do you think?
1: I don't know if it would get in the way, but I I would see it as it could be a point in the process of a person trying to trying to, um, you know, honestly challenge their own beliefs, and if if one finds, if someone finds that there's another uh, idea to hold on to, another alternate explanation, mm-hmm. then the person may just as likely hold on to that one.
0: Mm, just as, as fervently.
1: Just as fervently as mm. they want to hold on to the other, mm-hmm. because they might not had the... They didn't want to Not that they didn't want to, but they weren't able to imagine a different opportunity or they would felt uncomfortable with not knowing.
0: Yes, I had a conversation with a guy who, he's a Muslim, I don't know if you've seen it, it's on my channel, you didn't describe it, but if you have time, I think he even says something like, the happiness that I get from thinking that Allah is real and the benefits that I get from being around family members who also think that it's true, that's more important to me than the the uncomfortableness that I might get by questioning things. He doesn't he doesn't like to question things. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was actually verbalizing a lot of what you're describing here.
1: Yeah. When whenever you start questioning something that is not is something that is uncomfortable for for you, it's just not going to be uh, an easy process, and you're not going to really want to. F- go without your, kind of just lose your status of feeling like you know something, feeling that you belong, or that feeling that this idea belongs in your worldview, because once you lose it, you, and it was attached to you, you feel like part of you is gone, you feel like you know, grieving for it, mm-hmm. and the best thing usually that people do with grief is that they put it into practicing something else,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. such as... Then an idea, a different idea, an alternate idea, or maybe just not questioning it in the first place.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Even though knowing that maybe they do have a sense of questioning, but they don't want to really address it.
0: Is that the position you're in at this moment with your God belief?
1: With my God belief, I'm I feel like that's one I'm trying that I've been wanting to transition to.
0: To getting to the point where you can question it. Mm-hmm. Is that what I, is that what I'm hearing?
1: No, sorry. Though I'm transitioning from believing that God is only good the way we know good.
0: Oh, I see. You're transitioning in your interpretation of the character of God. Yeah. I'm wondering though. I'm wondering though if the realization that there's these. We we, we did something really cool here. Mm-hmm. We identified a potential path that you or other people could maybe follow to opening themselves up to challenging beliefs that are core to them, that they have an intimate connection with.
1: Yeah, and I, I love that. That's mm-hmm. that's something that I, I'd love to be able to share with others if I can, you know, nail it down myself and I'm glad we're doing it.
0: Yeah, well what I'm wondering here is now that we've built this wonderful little template or path, if it might be something that you would consider You have to do it right now but would it be something that you would reflect on and consider and say why what is keeping me from walking that own path that i've just established there what is so special about this particular belief that i wouldn't want to explore it and maybe there's a sixth seventh and eighth step in that i don't know
1: I, i i would assume yeah actually what what kind of made me think about what i would think is that if you successfully find An idea Mm -hmm. And you want to rejoice in it You know Kind of It's an option to envelop yourself in it You don't have to But you can And just really get to know You know the different aspects of What your new idea Or your new belief Has to come with it Because you know The idea that the earth is round Isn't just that the belief that the earth is round But then also the belief that you know, the earth has a certain amount of equate, um, has a certain diameter, a certain circumference, a certain radius.
0: Hmm.
1: All of those come with that belief.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the belief revision process can consume mental resources and other resources. It might be more difficult to do certain things and navigate the world if we're in the process of lowering our confidence in one claim and maybe increasing our confidence in the other. Mm-hmm. Or maybe increasing our confidence in the other, or maybe even deciding, I'm not exactly sure which one to go with now. I need I'm, I need to be a little bit okay with uncertainty and not feel like I actually have to select one or one of the other options.
1: Yeah, kind of, you know, finding how you how you associate with that topic now, and trying to reflect on reflecting on what what beliefs you're willing to look at and which ones you're not and which ones you need time to reflect on. Mm -hmm. Um, That step that I just mentioned, the one, you know, further ahead, I feel that it would take a certain amount of, you know, being neutral with both ideas already that you can start settling down to explore one and explore the other. Probably the one you already knew. Mm -hmm. You might not need as much exploring, but it doesn't hurt to try. To see what other uh, effects it has on other beliefs that you have.
0: Would that apply to the God belief too?
1: Yeah, yeah. So hmm. in in terms of um, how I would believe that God is all good, I would have to look at how believe of think of my beliefs of what God would do that would show He's good. What God would say if He were good, and what people believe He would say, and other things, and other. Um, is if my idea of God came from, you know, the Bible, I would have to look at how the Bible interprets what God, God's character is like and what he mm. says to show that his character is that way.
0: Okay. Okay. It sounds like there's currently at least two beliefs of yours that are off the table for exploring, even though we've identified a possible path for opening ourselves up to exploring those. One is whether God is real or not, and the other one is, is the nature of God... Is he good or evil, is he a mixture of the two or whatever? There's almost two things there that sounds like that you're not willing, at least at this moment, to consider exploring. Let me leave it with one more question and then you can ask me questions in return. And we can keep going if you want. As we stand here today, what is the largest thing keeping you from exploring the path that we've laid out? And yes, there might be more steps we need to add on that we haven't considered but what is in your mind as being the biggest thing that might be preventing you from exploring your claim that God is real or the nature of this God in much the same way that we might the nature of Earth, for example. What's holding you back? Mm.
1: What's holding me back is... hmm. I'd say it's definitely a psychological process. It's... uh, it's my my attachment I really like that word attachment attachment to what I identify as what ideas I hold on to and you know I can I, I can tell that I identify them I identify with them by how I react to them by whether I feel threatened by them because then mm. you know that that shows to me that shows that if I'm identified with an idea I should, I should probably feel uh, a negative reaction if it gets threatened. So,
0: hmm.
1: you know, ad- attaching myself to that, attaching that idea, and kind of taking it in as if it were my own, and that it shouldn't, it should not be uh, tested or hmm. damaged or challenged. Mm-hmm. That would be the first one. And then the second, second thing that gets in the way would probably be imagination. I'm. Um, when i get really creative sometimes i wonder just how much of the world is um you know physically real and how much is it um how how true it is Um, sometimes i'm just Hmm. vibing you know and (laughs) i'm i'm just sitting there somewhere bored as heck thinking what is real or not and when it comes to me asking that i would go straight into my imagination so I'd which say a of lack of imagination could definitely be a part in getting in the way of challenging a belief. Mm. Because then you might not be able to identify that belief.
0: Okay. Of the two, attachment or imagination, which one is the biggest barrier in this moment for exploring your claim that God is real and God has these particular qualities?
1: Mm. I'd say... That the, um, For me at this moment, I don't feel so much hurt as I used to about... Hurt or hurt? Hurt. Hurt. Hurt about my own questioning towards God. But I do feel like I'm missing some imagination to think about how his character is, their
0: character. Talk me through hurt. What do you mean when you say... Is this a painful process for you? Could it be a painful process? It could definitely be a painful process. Hmm. And I I would
1: I would say that I felt some I felt worry and I felt some anxiety about the idea of testing my belief in God. Mm Mhm. And so it it could def I I would see that it's it's probably a process that others could go through that would create you know, worry and and, and stress in them. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, final question. Would you acknowledge that our inability to imagine things, or the attachment that we might have to a claim, or maybe even the pain that could come with exploring a claim, is it possible that people can have those things interfere with their ability to find out the truth of the matter?
1: What was that last phrase? That they, they could have these
0: things. Is it possible that these things could actually interfere with our ability to figure out the truth of the matter?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do believe that. I believe that these, these three processes that we outlined, you know, having a lack of imagination, being attached. Uh, mm mm-hmm. I don't, know, I
0: don't know if there were third. The hurt or the pain that might come.
1: Yeah, the, hurt, the, um, mm-hmm. the perceived pain that might
0: come. Could those three things together, or maybe maybe even alone, like yeah. let's say that we managed to figure out a way for you to address two of them, mm-hmm. but you're still struggling with the attachment to the belief?
1: Yeah.
0: Is it possible for any of those three things to get in the way of you honestly exploring the claim so that you can actually figure out that it's not true and maybe stop believing it?
1: I believe it is possible, and I believe that they're, you know, they're the main ones that will will stop many people from, from challenging their own flames.
0: Okay. Fantastic talk. That was really great. Very deep. What did you think about it?
1: Uh, I was kind of just floating through because I thought I would come walk by and I thought I felt pretty good today So I came and walked up to you. Mm -hmm. I knew what you were gonna do and I liked this process. I enjoyed it Um, Though I think I've definitely had days where I had better cognitive better hold in my cognitive resources
0: (laughs) Well from what I observed I thought you did a phenomenal job and uh, Please try not to feel bad about needing time to think about how to answer a question that I might ask because they are they can be very difficult questions and maybe something that you never considered before. And it's completely fine. It's it's even completely fine to say, Anthony, let me write that one down and I'll get back to you later on it. You don't have to even feel like... I should have said this much earlier. Mm -hmm. I hope you don't feel like you have to give me an answer right now.
1: Sometimes I do, but I I recognize that I tend to make... uh, I I might overstress myself with wanting to give an answer.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But I'd rather many times over, I'd, I'd much rather have a thought out answer than, a, than an answer.
0: So why don't we end it at this point, and you can take some time, and if you see me out here again, we can do a second chat. There's my card.
1: I got
0: one. Oh, did I give you one last time? I still got one. Did I give you a puzzle piece last time?
1: No. I didn't actually talk with you, remember?
0: Sometimes I'll give them to people if we still talk about something or they add something of value to what I'm doing out here, mm-hmm. so that's what I was asking. Would you like a piece?
1: Yeah, I'd like a blue one.
0: Okay. Did I give you a sticker by any chance when uh, I was here? No, 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 the sticker. I've got s- a couple different kinds. this little circular ones, these little larger ones. I'll take the circular one. Okay. This is, I know that you already have my channel, but if you want to share this technique with somebody or maybe learn more about it, you can Google that or mm-hmm. look for more videos online. Yeah. Do you have anything more for me? Um. You can ask me anything.
1: I just want to say I like... I like your channel and I like what you do and I hope <laughs> that you keep you know putting ideas in furnaces
0: putting ideas in front of us in furnaces in furnaces ideas in furnaces yeah putting
1: them to the test yeah and, and I find it is very interesting too some of the videos that you that you watch that I watched from from your channel I feel like sometimes people might even have what could be potentially a true idea but the way they grasp it cannot allow it to stand for itself
0: mm. Mm.
1: maybe they didn't have maybe sometimes I wonder if um, I think it's certainly possible that a person could have a belief that could be true but because of the way they've understood it they didn't understand well enough why it is true Yeah. and so might give it up prematurely
0: absolutely, that is an option okay, good. well, let's end it and then if you want to come back up we can explore this we can keep talking meta about what it would take for you to want to explore beliefs that are, that are intimate and you're connected to, or if you want to really pick up the talk about flat earth and stuff, we can talk about that too.
1: Yeah, I'll consider that. Um, I really like, you know what, I was coming toward you thinking that I would talk about one or the other two that I, I was thinking about, but I'm really liking this idea and I think I have a lot more experience when it comes to, you know, knowing myself and listening to myself and my own ideas. And how I let go of, or bring in, new
0: beliefs. Hmm. So. Just from doing this dialogue today. From. Or some you know, other reason. From,
1: from 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 other experiences that I, hmm. I felt I had that I would, you know, con- contemplate contemplate ideas for myself and you know trying to challenge myself and give voice to my own uh, questionings.
0: Okay. Good. Good. Well, I'm ready whenever you are. So message me on email, or if you see me out here again and you want to do another talk, yeah, let's pick it up.
1: Is it on the on the card?
0: My email's on the on the blue card that I gave you. You do still have it. Very good. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank you very much for the talk, man. It was really my pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. Yeah. You too. We'll see you around. Whoa, that was cool. What a great talk. Man, the wind was really kicking up though. Hopefully the wind wasn't too much of a problem. Uh, That was a phenomenal talk. We essentially identified a couple of beliefs that we we could possibly explore together, but he admitted that there were some that were off limits to him. And then we had this meta discussion about, well, why are they off limits to you? And what would it take for you to, to consider exploring them? And then we laid out this wonderful little path or he could do that he also raised a couple things that might be preventing him from honestly exploring his beliefs and i thought he raised some really good things too you can have an attachment to your belief you could maybe have a, a lack of an imagination as far as what else could i put in place of this belief and then uh, he also mentioned being hurt that it could be a painful process to explore these beliefs and maybe realize I don't have any good reason for thinking that they're true. What is the cost to rebuild, possibly, or to say I don't know? Phenomenal meta-discussion about beliefs and what it might take for us to explore those that we, for one reason or another, think that they're off-limits. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization.